This is the Post America Podcast. That's right, motherfucker. What the fuck you know about podcasting? This is our shit. Post America. Macho Black, Richie Crutch, Chrissy the Baboon. Post America Podcast, son. Download that shit, motherfucker. What's up, everybody? It's Richie. We're back. Post America podcast, episode 151. A while ago, we had this guy on uh, on episode 139 back in August. On August 2nd, 2021, I believe we had Mr. Scott Vogel and we did something called question for question, where we went back and forth one question apiece until we went through five questions. And it was so entertaining. The people wanted (laughs) us to do it again. And uh, here we are. How you doing, Scott? Richie, I'm doing pretty fucking good. I can't complain. The snow has melted. Life is okay. Life is okay. Yeah, not really a bad winter, right? Like kind of mild. Nah, Buffalo got it pretty good. It, oh, yeah? Uh, I've, I, this is my second winter back here. It was definitely worse than the first. Oh, okay. Here in PA, it wasn't too bad. Not like it used to be back in the day, you know? I remember when I was young, it was always like three feet of snow on the ground at all times. Now it's kind of like, I don't know. It's not like that. There was the blizzard of 77 in Buffalo where you could sled off of your roof. The snow was that high. The, the people are still talking about it. <laughs> and you know what? We uh, The last episode I did was uh, a C90 scene series, regional scene series. I had Busky on. And maybe when I do one of the Buffalo region, because Buffalo needs its its due, maybe uh you could you could uh be the historian for that one. You what know, you well, we both know as soon as I listened to that episode, I said we gotta do this on Buffalo with me, but maybe maybe there's un, uh for better or for worse, I've spoken on quite a few podcasts. Maybe there's someone, maybe there's someone better. There might be. There might be, but I'm not comfortable with strangers, but I'll uh, see what's up. Look, reach out. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know too much about Buffalo. I know the basics. I've been through there a lot over the last few decades, but well, uh, now you I need now, an inside you're, guy. Uh, now you're luring me in your boy, Ruben, you know, he's always ready. Yeah. Ruben, he probably has some knowledge. You know he's who I used to always deal with back in the day? Uh, rhinoceros. Joe Riverside. Yeah. I used to deal with Joe Riverside, stay at his house whenever I went through there. He's got a, a boxing gym and pizza. He's got restaurants. He knows what's going on. Yeah. What's the name of his pizza place? Allentown Pizza, I believe. That, that always confuses me. There, is there an Allentown up in Buffalo? It's a, it's like a little section of Buffalo. There's a there's an Allen Street, and it's kind of a street where there's a lot of like bars and people chill out on. So that becomes Allentown. And then it's Allentown Pete because I think he's on the corner of Elmwood and Allen. So it, it makes sense. Very interesting. And also, Allentown down here, though, just, just like that, we jumped into Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> Buffalo. So we'll do that. Yeah, we'll do that. Or you could line me up with a guy. But, you know, that's for the future. But today okay. we got to get we got to get serious, although. Everybody knows there's a uh, a new terror album coming out, but you know what? We're going to go into great detail into that in the future, right? Yeah. Yes, I'm I'm excited for that and uh, and the new terror record. Beautiful. But yeah, we got something brief, special planned. 
Yes. Reflecting on what we're doing tonight within the last in the within the first five minutes, you made me admit that I enjoy crying and <laughs> you're a sick man. So I hope your questions aren't as diabolical this time. No, uh, they, they should be pretty basic, very basic. But uh, you want to you want to hit it all first. You want me to go first? Um, I'll ready? go first. All right. Go ahead, yes. Go. Okay. So you and I have both been in several bands. Correct. That's an easy one. Had, not with my turn. No, oh, that, that's not. No. A, oh. If you had to pick one of them that you like the least, for whatever reason, whether it's the music or the people or the show sucked or whatever, not your favorite, but your least favorite band you've ever been in. And it can't be something you just were in for a minute. Come it's correct. Gotta, ooh, really? Yeah, of course. Come on. You, can, you don't want to that... be, you don't want to be associated with this, that guy at all, but you know, unfortunately so I have the, the association with him, and, uh, I've been, I was in a band with him for years and, uh, uh, you know, good friend of mine for a long time. And he ended up being a real ratty type guy, but, uh, and musically it was, uh, not cool because he was the sort of guy, you know, he's the front man. You know how it is to be a front man. For some reason, we give you guys a lot of, uh, a lot of power. And then, so he would never let us finish songs the way we wanted to, to finish them. He would never let us record them properly. You know, we would go to the studio and, uh, we'd get the drums down and rough tracks and, we'd be ready to go back and do some more. And he'd be like, Oh no, it's done. I sang over that and it's, uh, I'm putting it out tomorrow. He was like that kind of guy to deal with. So even musically was, was uh kind of shit, but yeah, you know, we def definitely had good times because we played a lot. We went, we toured a lot. We went to Japan. We went to Europe a few times and we played around the East coast. So we had a little fun there, but musically it was, it was pretty crappy. All right. Got it. And now for you, like you got to, is that how we did it last time? Did you have to answer your own question? I feel like it was almost natural to throw your own opinion definitely, in there. Definitely. For, now, for, for me, it would be despair and uh, solely based on just the music. When I listen, when I listen back to Buried Alive, I can be like, wow, this is actually pretty good. Uh, the same with my first band Slugfest. But when it comes to despair, it's just, I, I don't get it. It's not that good. I don't like it. Dude, people love it, though. There's people out there that love despair. I mean, there's there's a handful. There's True a or handful. false on the new Terror album? Is there a despair reference? Yes. Who? That was. Yes. Yes, there is. Okay. You would leave that. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> sorry. Everybody. We'll talk about that stuff. <laughs> Interesting. Though. Despair. All right. That's kind of a that was kind of a big act too. You guys did a lot of cool ah. stuff. Did you play that infamous show with Despair up in uh, when uh, Bulldoze guy from Bulldoze went crazy and uh, what the fuck? No, but I was there up in like Middletown or something like yeah, that. Yeah, okay, you were there. I thought for some reason I thought Despair played that too. I think if my memory is correct, uh, a Buffalo band called Union played, and I. I, I roll. I think we took a bunch of cars from Buffalo, and I was at the show, and I uh, witnessed that, and it was not fun. It, I, it was, you know, it was a little fun to watch, but it wasn't fun. I it wasn't stuff, fun. Yeah, that was a violent <laughs> show. That turned into yes. complete mayhem. <laughs> I thought I saw bodily fluid coming out of people, and it looked like oh, I shit. You were this. there. It looked like milk. 
Like, I remember I'm like, oh, oh. milk is coming out of this guy's head. Why? Oh. Is <laughs> yeah, we played that. We played that. Who, coming correct? I don't know if it was coming correct or crutch. One of them. I think it was yeah. crutch. And uh, pretty sure we did. I know this. That was there, but Fury 5. Did Fury, did Fury play it? Yeah, I think Crush, Fury th- 5, and Bulldoze, and uh, who knows who else. I feel like I bought the Fury of 5 cassette, demo cassette at that show, so I think your, I think your memory's on point. Yeah, once in a while it works. <laughs> All right, check it out. Now, I got one for you. This is hardcore related, because I know you like to stay in that lane. You're an expert in that lane. Now, this is... Hardcore's most controversial band and hardcore's most controversial person, in your opinion, what band and what person would be considered hardcore's most controversial? Okay, I'm gonna think this through, so I'm just gonna think out loud. Yeah. One Life Crew, One Life Crew was the first per band to come to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, controversy. So let's let's see if I can top that. Kickbacks got a little bit of controversy but i still think it's one life crew mm. uh controversial uh, staying with one life crew uh yeah I- i'm going with one life crew right am i right and, would yeah, you, would I would you agree i would probably i mean one life crew or maybe uh chromags could be could they be in the mix uh, Chromax too. Interior kind of uh right. They have an interior interior controversy. Yeah, you're right yeah, though. It wouldn't be it wouldn't affect outsiders. It wouldn't be call yeah, you're right. Like you know why one life crew would take that, I'd say. You know why I put one life crew first? Hmm. And you know, I feel like they like it. I feel like they do it. Like they they stir the pot. They love to stir the pot. Cleveland's always stirred the pot. And they're like the ultimate stir. And, uh, you know, not, nothing can be taken away from the perf- perfect hardcore that is crime-ridden society besides the lyrics to track one, which is uh, Get Out. I don't know the name of it. Um what is the worst of the lyrics from that song? What is so bad? I'm not saying it's not bad. I just don't really recall. Uh, it's dirty fucking leeches. You must get out. So it's it's like about immigration, I believe. And it's saying, get out of my country. <laughs> just dirty cr- fucking leeches. You must get out. Okay. Yes. So that's just kind of insane. Um, I mean, wouldn't you say that Bad Brains had more controversial lyrics than that, though? Like anti-gay stuff? Yeah, from what I remember. I don't even remember. I just remember hearing that argument. Well, I think this plays a little bit into it. If if you probably sat down with the bad and I don't I've never sat down with the bad brains, but I'm I'm thinking if you did, you might have an intelligent conversation with them where they put their spin on it, where their head was at the time and maybe have some compassion for how it comes across to others. But if you talk to one life crew, they're, they're not going to have that fucking conversation with you. They'll kind so of the, double down on it. Right, 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 right. That's, right. <laughs> that's true. And, and you think that uh, crime ridden society is better than American justice. Oh my God. Yes. Um, I, crime I like ridden society. I like that second album better. 
stop. I, I mean, just, the production was, I liked the production. I thought the music was right on point, the same kind of style, just a little bit more fierce, I thought. Nobody ever agrees with me on that one, but. Well, I think in the terror van, we clocked it and it doesn't actually go into a song. You know, it's like skits and jokes and funny things. It is a lot of that shit. Yeah. For like 17 minutes. And then when they actually go into a song, it's a remake of something off crime Ridden society with like a lyrical switch up. Hey, I'm not taking anything away from. Uh, Cleveland. I love Cleveland. I love almost all those bands, but those motherfuckers are crazy. Uh, down to like Urba. He's fucking crazy in a totally different way. Three Guns crazy in a total different way. Dwid's crazy. They're all fucking It, it is crazy. like, a, it's like trolling before the internet. That's what kind of Cleveland bands kind of did, it seems, right? I mean, even Integrity, which I know is not like your favorite band, but for me, integrity comes out. They come. They put out the the uh, in contrast to Sin Seven Inch, which to me is a perfect Seven Inch from layout to lyrics to sound. It's it completely changed the scope of hardcore, and they're like this xed up band with varsity jackets and judge shirts and judge tattoos and Jordans and jumping on stage. And the next time they come to Buffalo, they look like Gigi Allen and those who fear tomorrow. Thank you list says we now smoke cigarettes and drink beer. And you, it literally says you were all fools for believing in us. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> like that's, to be that's a troll. That's a real time troll. Like <laughs> right, makes me hate them though. That makes me hate them. Like like Dwid, I can't stand that guy. That's my problem. And and he and it integrity's has good music but his cookie monster vocals i never dug it dungeons and dragons approach at lyrics i never dug that i did like the art i do like the creepy element of the art the color schemes this and that but it's just i could never like take that guy serious and when i when i when it comes to i could like look at a punk band and not take them serious and still enjoy it but if you're in a hardcore band i can't take you serious then i it's hard for me to like get over that you know what i mean I, I hear what you're saying, but, but all those highly influential, are crazy. Agree. Yeah, highly influential band, and and Cleveland is yeah, it's it's a place for trolls, and uh, not a bad thing. I like trolling. I like aggravating people, and uh, they were good at it. But you're, I I agree with you on that first question about the band being the most controversial hardcore band ever. I would think that had any you know relevance. That's all I could think of is One Life Crew. If we're talking controversial person, that's the I next mean, part of that same chubby, question. chubby, fresh and mean Steve make a great combo, especially with their Trump love, openly Trump loving Republican stuff that that doesn't bode so well with many people. Um, well, chubby kind of claims he's not a Trump guy. He just doesn't know anything about politics. Like I, Maybe that's just a mean Steve version. But don't you think? Harley might compare as as far as controversial person, he might beat beat that those guys out or no. I think Harley's kind of somewhat laid back in the cut now, sh- overshadowed by John Joseph's full on uh, press on 
every direction he takes himself in. I, th- I think Harley's like more like, uh, yeah, I think, I think if you, in my, I mean, I don't know. I think John's so bold and so outspoken at this point. He kind of overshines Harley. He's very controversial figure too. He could be in that category, but it's funny how you're saying overshadow because just today, Harley posted a, a flyer that had the Chromags playing with H2O and, and he says, see you there, Toby. And then in another comment, he goes on to say, I will be crossing paths with a lot of people this year who were part of trying to erase and discredit me over the past few years. I look forward to it. Remember this. I have been through harder shit in my life than most of you ever will. None of you will ever be able to stop me. I have been around longer. I will be around longer. And listen to this. I cast a bigger shadow and you still all live in it. (laughs) He just said that today. And then then you're saying uh, about, you know, you were saying cast the shadows. Like, did he read that same comment? That's crazy. I didn't see that. And, and I had this back and forth with Harley, like a couple weeks ago about our, the new terror cover art, which was just like, you know, whatever, but maybe, maybe, you know, what and was I'm you not saying about it. Uh, we posted our new cover art and he said, it looks strikingly similar to his chest tattoo. Uh. <laughs> Which, which he, which, you know, I immediately, you know, I don't stare at his chest tattoo a lot, but I immediately saw it and was like, oh shit. And, and said, you're right. And then he just kept going and said more stuff. And then in the end, he said many, many, many times how much he loves terror and he was just joking and fucking around and stuff. But, you know, I think. Oh yeah, he thinks that it's that that's I, a tribute I, to him. The new terror records a tribute to me. You guys might have seen it kind of chest tattoo. That guy's the biggest egomaniac. I'm putting him on most controversial guy over Chubby Fresh, over John Joseph. He's always been a pain in the ass, that guy. He that, may he may have the ego. He does have the ego. And part of it may be backed up by some of the great music he has made. One album, but yeah, one album. I, I don't. I think there's a difference between being egotistical and being controversial. Controversial. I can't even. There say is, the but word. I also think he falls into the controversial category. But uh, just you know, a lot of beefs he has, a lot of shit he says, and but um, I mean, Age of Quarrel is a great hardcore record. And I almost questioned, did he write anything on that album? Because to me, he hasn't wrote a good song since then. I don't want to hear about this Best Wishes album with a seven-minute song and two riffs. You know what I mean? And and this guy Paris acting like he's fucking, you know, James Hetfield. He's not like you're you're an okay guitar player at best. You're not a great writer. It's, you're saying a lot of insane things right now. Why? What did I say that's insane? Is Best, best Wishes, Wishes a great album? Yes. It's a great album or an okay album? It's a great album. It's not better than Age of Quarrel, but it's a great is, album. Is Age of Quarrel a great album? Yes. Then how could that one be too? How could it be? It's not in the same, it's not in the same field. Not at all. True or false? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna compare it to something that might ruffle other people's feathers. 
Go ahead. I think Leeway Born to Expire is a great album. And it's also much better than Leeway Desperate Measures, another great album. So you can have two great albums, but one can be greater than the other. See, I don't know. Best Wishes just doesn't do it for me. And uh, <laughs> the songwriting went downhill. It became long and boring. But uh, Age of Coral is dope. I do like that one. That's that's very strong. I can't believe this. Just I come come. I come on here asking us to shit talk ourselves. I want you to tell me about your own crappy band and my own crappy band. And now you're just like calling out people left and right. It was part of the question. Controversial. His name came up. But so who, who do you pick anyway? You pick Chubbs? Well, I don't see Chubby Fresh and, and Mean Steve on the internet too much. Yeah. And I don't know. You know, you mentioned kickback. Stefan kickback would be a controversial figure, but he maybe not as uh, well known as, as a Chubbs or as a Harley or as a John Joseph, you know, I'm going to say something that's luckily true. I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Twitter and I'm not on Insta. I'm not on the internet as maybe as much as, I need to be to answer these questions. Mm. I don't follow any of these people on any social media. So either I happen to come across them or someone sends me something and says, did you see this? So a lot of this stuff goes under my radar. Yeah. But I'm going like uh, all, like all time. So even dudes from eighties, nineties. I have, I have met everyone we're talking about mm. Rick to life. John Joseph. Whoa, how, is, how is Rick to life? How did we not pick him? Well, I just brought him up. Wow. I have met Rick to life, John Joseph, uh, Harley, Chubby, and Mean Steve. Chubby Fresh being the person I know the best out of all them. And all in my actual life to my face, they've all been very pleasant, funny, and never did anything wrong to me that i know of personally in my life they all have done things and done things on the internet that i don't love but i've done things on the internet that people don't love and that are stupid and i regret too and that's not to put myself above or in that category but all these people have made good fucking music and that isn't to say if you make good music you get a pass but god damn they made some good music are you running for mayor of Hardcoreville? Because <laughs> I, I'm just being honest. That was the safest response I've ever heard. Well, you're over here saying best wishes that that you, the Chromats like haven't it. haven't written a good riff since Age of Coral. That's oh no, they got, crazy. they got they got a riff here and there for sure, but then they just play it for six or seven minutes. There's like, a oh. song called "Steal My Crown" mm-hmm. on on uh, I think it's on Revenge, and it might be a White Devil song too. Man, I've I've gone to like Jordan and Nick and be like, we gotta rip this song off. We gotta like rip this song off. We got I don't think we ever did it, but I've tried. I've pushed for it. So they've got the riff still. All right, all right. Well, I'm gonna change my answer to Rick to Life for as far as person. I can't believe I didn't think of that. See, but you've got like these inner webs with these. He the, these he was just a guy who would see at shows and buy yeah, shit. But you know the district. stories, you know the stories, you know. His his antics, you know the history. You don't gotta, 
be in direct dealings to to understand and and know that you know what's what's going on. Yes, but I'm going to say you you're refusing to answer that part of the question. No, I said straight up. I think it's one life crew, and right now from my like I try to stay off the fucking internet so I don't have to see this stuff. But from what I know, I think it would be John Joseph because he's very outspoken and very opinionated. And I think he he's very likes- controversial, especially now. You're completely right. Okay. All right. So we got and you're, you're going, going one life Rick. crew and Rick. A one life crew. We agreed on that one. You're but going I John Joseph. S- I'm going Rick. I haven't seen anything Rick to life has said. In not lately, two, ye- not lately. two years. I know at yeah, one it's point, been about said, a year, I'd say nine months ago, maybe terror hasn't put out a good record since one with the underdog and that I'm a drunk and I don't know whatever else he said, but how mean of him to say that. he's ha- he's half right. I am a drunk. <laughs> no, no, no. You're straight. <laughs> I saw the tattoo myself. Yeah, right. All right. What's the next question? <laughs> what's the next question? God, Jesus. Last time you made me admit I cry. Now you're trying to make me go for the throat. I'm just a nice guy, Richie. You are a nice guy. Sometimes okay. When you're breaking televisions and, and attacking friends, you're a nice guy. When I'm, what makes me, what makes me break televisions? A, a Russian product. Yes. So who was right? Rick to life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> A Russian product. Okay. This is kind of an evil one to start with. Uh-oh. You're in your bed alone in your house. There's no animals. Oh, There's no pets. There's no people in your house. You wake up. It's fucking in a blazing inferno. Your house is on fire. You can grab two things and run out. What are you taking? Okay. Um, I don't know if this would be allowed. I got a shoebox full of money. Can I grab that? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I'm going to grab the shoebox. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, Where do you keep the shoebox? Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about that. (laughs) I'm going to grab that and I'm going to, after that, damn. That's rough, bro. You said two things? Yep. I'm going to grab my guitar. What could I do? Strum that six string. Old Betsy. I'm going to grab old <laughs> Betsy. <laughs> That's rough. You know what? Fuck the money. Let me grab something else. I'll get some more money some other way. Ah, come on. Oh, I'll take the money and the guitar. You're right. You're right. If you, get, if you get the money, you can get the thing that you didn't get and some other things. Yeah, maybe. Because uh, there's a cross I was going to take that was on top of somebody's coffin that I have hanging up. I was going to grab that. But you talked me out of it. <laughs> Well, that see now you're you're going with with real shit might be more important than the money yeah but you talked me out of it so now we're gonna hold you responsible <laughs> <laughs> what are you taking I, luckily i don't have like i have something like like what you said the shoe the the uh shoe box of money i have this uh this drawer in my dresser that has like my passport and my checkbooks and my birth certificate and like 
just shit like that, which would be really fucking annoying to try to replace. Mm. So I would think I would grab that. Mm. Tough, right? You know, I got this this yellow North Face bag that I take on tour, and it's kind of got all my like tour stuff in it. So I'd have some clothes and some soaps and stuff all in one quick swoop to get through life for a couple weeks the tour bag the tour bag not because i want to go on tour but because it's got everything i need to to survive in it now do you keep it filled up like that intentionally just so it's easier to pack when i go for the next round nice you're organized like, guy. i like that I'll, I'll come home I'll take out the dirty clothes. I'll leave like the stuff in it. And then when it's time to pack, I'll put in the clean clothes and look at my little soaps and razor and stuff and say, ah, this is still good. Uh, maybe I need a new toothpaste, throw this out. This toothbrush is disgusting. Get a new one and go back out there. Nice. Damn, I need a setup like that. That's a good grab, too. In case of a scenario like that, we could only get two things during a fire. It doubles, it doubles <laughs> as a, a life-saving, a, a protective life vest. Now, I wanted to ask, though, like two things. So like that other box you have with a passport and whatever, checkbook, you could grab the whole thing filled with all those other things or only one thing that's in there. So it's one or the other? I'm asking. So the whole box and all of its contents you could take or it's just a one of the, th the whole drawer you could take or just what one thing from within the drawer. Oh, I just want to ask like what, what the question is exactly because. Well, to me, I would slide the drawer right out of the dresser and put it under my arm. So then it counts as one thing. All right. Got you. Got you. I, I'll, my, let, uh, I'll let you, even though it's your question, I'll let you slide <laughs> with that, with that answer. I could unzip the bag, throw the drawer in it because it's like a smaller drawer and roll out of my house. Ten seconds. Give me ten seconds. I'll get the whole job done. Now, this is an, a bonus question off your question. Huh? What would be the most missed item that you could Ooh. save in the fire? Ooh. Ooh. Bonus. Ooh. I mean, we're both assuming our phones in our pocket because that's like the first thing we're going to go for. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm a hermit, Richie. I don't like to do anything social, so my, my TV mounted to my wall it will be very, very much missed. I, I thought you would say some sort of vinyl, some, some kind of... Nah. You're not into that stuff? I mean, I like it and I'm jealous of other people, but I, I've never been that dude. I'm, I'm the dude that gives someone comes over to my house and they look through my fucking hardcore shit and they I see their like eyes light up and they're like, this is so awesome. I'm more than likely to say, take it with you. Nice. I, I like I'm that. not I'm not like a collector. I'm like, a, I got it mentally. I don't I don't need the piece of vinyl. Yeah, I'm but like that same, too. I don't really collect like that. Th the same time when I go to these some certain people's houses and they have every fucking thing and I'm like, oh my God, I used to have this this layout so fucking cool. Why don't I still have this? It kind of hurts me for like 20 seconds, but then I forget about it. Mm. 
Makes sense. Yeah, I'm not a collector either. So what the choice is then, the phone? What do you mean? What did you end up, what did, what, what will you miss the most? Oh, the TV my TV. My the TV. TV. Okay. Oh, God, it's so beautiful. What size is it? It's not even that big. It's just, you just turn it on and you've got like life four, 400 channels plus all these hulu and netflix and just no reason to see anyone you watching any current <laughs> shows and all uh right now i have the bat march madness basketball game on as we speak oh nice nice last time we talked about the leftovers um yeah i got right some now, feedback on that some people that were very shocked to hear us talking about that that also loved it and appreciated it it is very slept on. And who my brother, my brother literally just sent me a text that he, what the fuck was it? He just was listening to something and they brought up the leftovers. And uh, he, well, well, I think it was like a band, like an outside the box band, like almost like a, like a new wave band or something. I'm fucking the whole story up. I don't even know. I'm watching Pam and Tommy right now. Oh, Good. Good. It's, act, it's acted though it's not like a, like yeah, a yeah, documentary yeah. right they make Tommy yeah. Lee seem like the biggest dick ever he must be so mad <laughs> he's gotta be so mad oh my god alright right, you gonna fire off yeah let me see what I got here okay I'm gonna give you a little a little uh, off the hardcore topics Um. okay this is a choice these are your choices First choice, live your natural life. Whatever will be, will be. Okay. Or you get 20 like years. One. You get 20 years from this date that ends no matter what 20 years from now. But you will live completely healthy without ache, without soreness, without pain. Oh, my God. No Take need two. for any medical it's addition. 20 at all. years. 20, 20 years. years. Okay. I mean, I'm going to be 49 in a few weeks. So that's the magical number of 69. Uh, I don't want to make myself out to be because people have it worse off than me, but I have aches and pains 24 hours a day. I go to lots of back exercises and therapy. I'm taking number two. If I don't have to explain, I won't. Number two, for sure. 20 years from right now yes. of pain-free, worry-free life, give it to me. <laughs> but when that point comes, as the days oh, tick fuck away, it. you're going to feel fuck a certain it. way, though, right? I mean, it's going to be scary. Oh, no, you know oh, what? Let, let's go bonus off of that. What is the minimum amount of years you would take in that? Deal? Oh, that's evil. That Nope. Nope. 15. I took. I took. <laughs> nope. I'm sticking with 20. I'm sticking. Okay. What would you do? Would you take the 20? I'll roll the, I'm a gambler. I'll roll the dice, baby. I'll roll. The, I, even though I'm with you, I got a lot of problems and a lot of pain. Nothing like compared to some people, you know, but, uh, and the, just the thought of waking up with no pain or soreness or even thought of potentially later it, it starting that, that would be great. But, for some reason, I think I could I don't know. Be, beat the hands of time. <laughs> yeah, I should take that 20. But, yo, as that last couple years, yo, that's going to be on your mind. Nah. The last what? six months as you're ticking away and you know your time's coming. Meanwhile, you feel great, but you know, ah, 
damn march 25th fuck man it's four days away oh man Uh, well it was easy for me to say i'll take the 20 years but if you put like a contract in front of me and i had to sign it yeah it's a different story do i make the deal with the devil that's rough but it is easy to say it is easy to say what will i feel like physically and mentally 20 years from now do i want do I want to take it to 30? I don't know. What if there's some dramatic uh like Ooh, uh, like therapy like, that happened? Right. And, you know? Right. Imagine Ooh. if you sign this deal and two months later they're like, hey, look at this pill. It's <laughs> great. And you're like, motherfucker. <laughs> See? You gotta roll the dice sometimes, baby. That's I have I mean. been for fucking many years. Mm, no, I know. I know. It's a, that's a tough question. I like that one. But yeah, that, you're yo, sick. You, you were so quick with it. I'll give you props. I oh, thought you. Dude. I thought you take a second, but you didn't. You didn't even take one second. <laughs> All right, what do you got? Uh, okay. What is the most? <laughs> I'm I'm thinking you can relate to this because I've had a few. What's the most like fucked up, jacked up vehicle you've ever possessed? Like personal, I'm going to say car, but it could be a van or whatever mm-hmm. that, that you had as your transportation. I had a Pontiac Grand Am that the, if you open the door, the door would fall off. <laughs> This is exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I, I would have to go in through the window. And uh it kind of didn't look <laughs> it didn't look too bad, but it was like a mess. Like the wheels were like bent in and hope like the, like if you move the carpet on the bottom where your feet are, you could see this the, the street, you know, yes. like rusted out, like shit like that. So I don't know what year that was, but it was a white Pontiac Grand Am. What is a tiny Chevy? Tiny little car, Chevy. Uh, uh, Nova? No, tiny, like the tiniest Chevy. Hmm. Like the equivalent of a Ford Escort, but a Chevy. Oh, shit. I don't know what, like a tiny little, I had a tiny blue, light blue Chevy. I can't think of the word, stick shift. And just like you were saying, the driver's side foot area was just gone. Wow. And when it was, when it snowed, if you hit some snow, it would just, there would be a rug there to like, kind of have some sort of, uh, keep the air out, but snow would come up in it. And you're, you, if someone sat there, they'd have to keep their feet wide, like (laughs) almost up up near the stick shift and up on the wheel. Well, because you could just you could put your feet on the ground like the fucking Flintstones and yeah, that man. shit was crazy that is sick I was trying to look up old Chevy small cars but they only showed a new one called a Spark so it's not that shit. right Chevy Spark the, this shit was either early 80s or 70s damn I wonder what it che- was Chevy Chevette Chevy Cavalier that's not it Cavalier I remember that name for cars but I don't think that was I'm, it I'm gonna do the same thing yeah, I got Googled small Chevy and only Spark came up, but I think that's some new shit. 
That's some of the hippie shit with the fucking no gasoline. You plug it in the wall. You drive for two miles. What's going on with gas up in Buffalo? Expensive. I mean, I don't have a ton of money, but I'm just not one of those people that pays attention. I just, there's not, there's nothing I can do about it. So I just, and it's a bad look to be crying about it. You look like a cheap fuck. Like, shut up. I just pick up the fucking thing and put the fucking gas in and keep going. I I want a steak. I I buy a steak. I want to fill my car up. I fill my car up. Don't cry (laughs) about it. If price goes up, price goes down. What am I supposed to do? This dog looks this way. That dog looks the other way. <laughs> What's that, good fellas? Yeah, yeah, that is, yeah. When they're looking at the painting. And this guy says, what do you want from me? Yeah, that was a good. I want to get that painting, hang it up, or copy that. All right, what do I, I'm up, right? Let me see what I got here. Here it is. Chevrolet Chevette. Oh, a Chevette. I know that name. I didn't know they were the small one, but I remember those. Chevette. Wow. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, God. You know, is there, there's like no crappy cars left on the road nowadays. You notice that? Wow, that is true. Like, I had them all. I had a Re- Reliant K car. I had a minivan with the with the fake wood panel around. Oh, the I used to love when people had those. <laughs> I was like fantasized about having like putting all types of shit in there. I had a, a like a Honda Accord hatchback that was like, oh god, I had everything was a that piece probably of had three hundred thousand miles on it. Those things, <laughs> well, those things would go forever. Those <laughs> fucking things. But yeah, you notice that there's no old ass cars on the road anymore. Damn, you're you're kind of right. Why yeah. is that? I don't know. I think that that Obama he did cash for clunkers, and that just took off the old cars off off the market like completely. But like even broke motherfuckers don't have old ass beaters like we used to have back in the day. It's crazy. <laughs> oh man! If you and then if you want to think of like the vi- one time despair, my favorite band I've ever been in. I bought a fucking van that we did a couple road trips in. And the van just, we played a show that Josta booked at the, like a skate park in Bristol Skate Park or something. And the shit just died right there. Oh. I gave him the fuck. We took the plates off. I gave him the keys, rented a U-Haul and drove back in the back of a U-Haul. Like that shit too. Like mm-hmm. bands, bands don't have beaters either anymore, do they? No, nah, not that. I mean, you know, now you, it, it's possible the van breaks down. You hear that occasionally. But no, nah, not like back then. I mean, it's almost like guaranteed the van's not going to make it, but you're going to figure something out halfway there. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, you know, back then, oh, I got $400. I'm going to buy a car. And you buy a car oh. that you know is going to last, you know, maybe <laughs> six months. You know what I mean? But that, that was an option. I don't even know if that's an option anymore. Jesus Christ. Times are changing for the worse. Got to keep a positive no. outlook. For the better, everyone's got nice cars now. I was doing Madball lyrics. Come I know on. you were. Jeez, thought you were hardcore. All right, check this <laughs> yeah. out. I'm gonna never go back heard to a hardcore topic. Okay, never heard those ones. They went right over my head. You're trying trying to play like you knew what I was doing. Now, <laughs> Yo, gotta keep a positive in. outlook. Growing up, it's a violent. Oh, now now the- he just googled the lyrics. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! All right. All right, what, what's next? We're going back to the hardcore realm where you're more comfortable. 
Who do I hate the most? What bands do I hate the no, most? No, no, no. You hate Despair the most. I feel bad for those guys. They probably listen to this. They probably, oh, man, we, we thought we had such a good time with this guy, you know? It's not terrible. It's just my, you know, I've been no, such, such amazing bands. I always like that name, Despair. Back bad, then, there was a bad. lot of names like that, you know, like yeah. Harvest, Despair. Despair but, uh, is stolen from right off the song off the best Pennsylvania hardcore band ever conviction you, you were saying conviction. richie you, love you were saying yes i don't know too much about them i gotta find out dude conviction were they straight edge yes are they still i believe jim winner still is better be jim pussy if you sold out that's a problem son don't let me catch you with a varsity jacket if you sold out <laughs> all right he should be good though he should be good. all right check this out top five most Ooh. important cities for hardcore American cities. No, you know what? Let's go top five most important cities planet wide. Okay. What do you mean important? Like to shape important, hardcore? relevant, influential, uh, okay. you know, consistent, whatever the case might be. You could give me your reasons for choosing these places. New York City's number one. Very, very true. Um, do they have to be in order or can I just go you, for it? If, if you know that's the number one and you're going to put it in that spot, you could call it out. If, if this is like these two are even or whatever, you could say that. But you just have New to York. It. New York's number one. I'm going to throw some more darts out here. OK, I, w- I would have to include D.C. It's mm-hmm. not maybe so much me. You know, I love Dag Nasty and some stuff from D.C., but it's extremely important. I would put Boston in the mix. Mm-hmm. So that's three. I'm going to have to put L.A. in the mix. Too many amazing shows and bands. And L.A. is huge and I think has a huge impact. Mm-hmm. So we've got one left. Now it's gonna make me a real asshole to make all five from the United States. So I'm gonna I'm gonna think for a minute, but maybe they all have to be from the United States. I mean, it's the birthplace of this movement, so yes. Wouldn't be an you, unheard of thing. You, you like to be a little bit politically correct, like when yeah, I especially said especially you, Senator. When when every hated person on the internet is a friend of mine. Now <laughs> the the world has to be a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And I have been fortunate enough to travel. But will any of these places outshine Detroit? I don't think so. Mm. You know what? I'm just going to go right with Buffalo. And th- this is just for me. You asked hey, me the this question. This is your list. Yeah. You asked me the question. Buffalo, which we will see on a future episode, whether I'm speaking on you it. You got to speak now. If you're going to put Buffalo in the top five most important cities for hardcore, then you got to be the representative at this point. Could I try to get the singer of Zero Tolerance to do a a a, a two tag team breakdown of Buffalo? If he's if he's has knowledge of the nineties, definitely. Oh my god, he is it only the nineties? That's what that I just if you want to break it down for like what I do with the scene report that I did with Syracuse, uh, it's all it's nineties era. Could we do eighties? Or you only do well, 90s. Eight, 80s pops in because we're talking about the 90s and, and 2000s pop out, pop in because 
the people from the nineties, what they left behind, who they influenced, you know. So yeah, that stuff pops in. But okay, it mainly focuses on venues, bands, influences, style, uh, promoters, zines, demos of of nineties era different regions. That's mainly what uh, we go if I can get get him to agree, you might have to bend the rules a little bit. But we'll get to that. But I'm just saying Buffalo because or just Western New York. People don't know Western New York. You've got all the Buffalo bands, mm-hmm. Snapcase, all the stupid bands I've been in, Earth, all the stuff Busky talked about, Rochester. So close. You have Erie, PA, obviously not Western New York, but so close. Mm. The Hamilton scene with Toronto and stuff's less than an hour away. Rochester had some great stuff going on. There's a lot of good stuff here. Western New York. Western New York, very strong. You're you're not wrong. And New York City, obviously a huge influence, but close. We have Albany, like One King Down, and Troy, Stigmata, Dying Breed. A lot of great stuff. I'm just, you know, I don't expect people to agree that aren't from here, but I am. So I'm putting the almighty Western New York slash Buffalo number five. Well, I'm not from there, but your argument is very strong, logical. It makes sense. It's reasonable. It's definitely in the discussion. People may disagree, but I mean, Buffalo is not the biggest city, right? But the amount second biggest in New York. Oh, is it really? Yes. What kind of population? Use your Google, please. I'm going to say. I think it's less than a million, maybe. I'm going to say 450,000. What do you say? I'm going to Google. Sounds great. Well, pick one. Come on. Don't pick the same thing. This is no, a contest. I, I, no, I don't know. I don't I don't know how these things work. I have my opinions irrelevant because I don't 256, know. 256,480 as of 2009. So that's that's a, a long time ago, just so you know. 2019. My bad. 2019. Oh. Let so. me see if what I said is correct biggest cities in new york in new york i like how you did the k wow it's crazy number one new york city eight million and Uh then two buffalo twenty two hundred fifty thousand. that's crazy it's a little bit of a difference (laughs) (laughs) i would never have known that buffalo was the second biggest city that's crazy Oh, yeah. yeah. You got to be the representative. All I right, mean, that's my, a pretty good list. That's a pretty good list you gave, though. It's, uh, I, I mean, LA, I wouldn't really agree, but, uh, how can you say that? I mean, I don't really like, you know, like, you know, bands that wear makeup and stuff. Like, you know, like that's what LA is known for. Let's be honest. I think that's a little <laughs> more Orange County. I think no, you're I getting no to you know what I like about LA now and California in general is right now the present. I think it's like popping out there, like as far as the hardcore that I listen to. A lot of dope shit. That band Law of Power, that shit is dope. Yeah, you hear that? Definitely. You hear that yet? Yeah, of course. Oh, sorry. No, never. <laughs> well, geez, you didn't even know Madball lyrics. I didn't know if you'd know the brand new band Law of Power. You're saying a lot of fucking bullshit <laughs> right now. <laughs> No, that's a good list you gave, but yeah, LA, I probably it's it's arguable. Definitely, it's in the mix, but just for my personal list, I don't think I'd put LA in there. And you know what, European city, I would throw in the top five, definitely. Essen? Berlin, Berlin, Berlin is very important to this hardcore music that we listen to. 
for their shows, for their companies, for their record shops, for Cortex, for MAD booking, for other booking agencies, for the constant, I mean, decades and decades of constant flow of shows in and out, in and out. Stronger sometimes than others, but very important scene for the population. I mean, you walk around Berlin at any time and you're going to see a flyer for this band and that band and this all over the place. It's, uh, you know, I think it's important to the, to the scene that that city. I agree with you very much. And I think if, well, we're on this topic, you can throw Tokyo in there. There's, you know, there's a hopefully, hopefully a place like that in every, every country, which is a beautiful thing, but Berlin is dope, but for sure compared to Berlin, as far as, Activity and consistency. Yes. Really? Okay. Some, somewhat, right? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> How often does Terra go to Tokyo? Uh, I mean, not not as often as Berlin, but every time we go there, there's there's a stronghold of people. There's I would cool say the ratio stores. of bands hitting the city of Tokyo to bands hitting the city of Berlin is twenty to one. Yeah. Yes. I'm I'm not comparing tours that go there. I'm comparing a stronghold scene of diehard kids that keep it alive and important. Yeah. Is that where that nerd records is from? Yes, it is. So cool. That's so like that dude has cool shit. Yes, he does. Have you ever been See? there? Yes, I have. I never been. I want to go there. I've been to Tokyo, but I haven't been to that place. It's tiny. It's fucking from pictures. It doesn't look as small as it is. Ah, he's got me it's, tricked. It's fucking tiny. That's cool, though. He's pushing it. Good for you, kid. What's his name? That Give him a shout out. Hero. And he's hero. A man. He's, he's an old man. Hero. What is he? 60, 70, 80? He plays in uh, Loyal to the Grave. Oh, shit. He's in an old band called Statecraft. He's an old motherfucker. The first time I met him, he rolled up to the uh, the first time I went to Japan was with Terror, maybe 2003. He rolled up to the show on a fucking Vespa. No way. That's dope. Oh, yeah. How cocky were his parents, though? I mean, they name him Hero. Who the fuck do you think you are? It's H-I-R-O. Oh, my bad. My Hero. I like that. You gave good list. We're going to get complaints about that list, but. I thought it was re- reasonable. All right, what's your question? Okay. <laughs> this is a fashion question. My I'm an expert in that in the category. Go ahead. What is something that you see people wearing that you would just never put on your body? Crocs. Okay. All right. Well, now we're at least in the same ballpark. Okay. Crocs, which David Wood would wear in the terror tour on in the van sometimes. And he would swear by that they are so comfortable. But I agree with you. I could never, I could never. Yeah, comfortable. That's fine. It's like it's like giving up. You know what I mean? It's like just being comfortable isn't the answer to things. You know, like you have to represent yourself like a man, like uh, like a, but, a person with to, class and integrity. Crocs, to, what are you doing? You gave up in life. You might as well sleep <laughs> on a bench, shit in a bucket. Crocs. He's, 
Now I feel like we're attacking David Wood, and that's not fair. Oh, I like him. It's a good straight edge dude. <laughs> yeah, you know, he always reminded me of a Pennsylvania style straight edge guy. That's why I like him. Because he was kind of mentally ill. Can I give you mine? Yes, please. A do rag. I cannot, I cannot like Craig ahead in the do rag. Please oh, do yeah, not. Yeah. Anyone wearing a do rag. It's the look is not for me. I mean, if you're what? Puerto Rican, you could pull it off. True or false? I mean, that's you. No, no, not even not, a Puerto Rican. Not, not in my eyes. The do rag is a bad look. I don't like anything about it. Okay, huh? Some people. I know it, it has. A, Craig looks a little odd it, with it. Yeah, he does look. I know odd it has a practical look. Yeah, it has a practical uh, reasoning, but the look for me doesn't work. Do you know this company? It's like a, I don't even know what it's called. It's a, a jacket. Uh, it's like a, it's like a, like a windbreaker jacket. And their logo is like people with their legs up. Like, no, oh, fuck. The I don't know what it is. Like I, I can't spread I, open legs. No. Like if you're, uh, this is when I, this is when I need an engineer to be looking this stuff up for me. Yeah, I don't know, and I can't even describe it. There's a there's a company that I can't get with, and I don't know how to describe it to you. Let's I'm, think of some more. I'm, I'm googling windbreaker jacket logo with legs. I think it starts with a C. The company. Oh. I don't know. Who's that guy in an English band that's always wearing like windbreakers and parkers and shit? Who the fuck oh. that guy? He's got the bowl haircut. Oh, Oasis. Yeah, uh, he may wear the ah, nah. This may be un, under his. Uh, he needs to smack grade. that guy. He's a cocky guy. Yeah, I, I'm looking. I can't see anything. Something what else wouldn't I wear? Oh, you know what? I wouldn't wear Vans. Really? Fucking sellout hmm. Vans. Bullshit. Hmm. Commies. You I don't why, wear je- you know why don't? Je- jeans ever. Never. I don't own one pair of jeans. Really? Yeah, you're you Which are, is, are you the kind of guy to wear shorts all year round? I try. I do try. It's harder. It's harder now than uh before. Because and, I and it, I can't picture you without shorts. Like it's always shorts now that I'm thinking in my head, huh? When I'm in Buffalo, now living in Buffalo, it's not possible. But in LA it was easier but if there's any way to go for shorts i'm going for them so i like to wear, show like off joggers i like to show off my youth is today tattoo as much as possible dude i already know i caught you out yo. <laughs> you're so crazy you're insane i was like who is this motherfucker straight edge dude and i don't know him i don't i don't have the books on this guy he's got a card next time i saw you that shit was gone i said oh motherfucker he got that shit removed <laughs> What else do we got? As far as so I'm going, I'm going jeans, which is such a weird thing. Like, yeah, I don't I, even I know have why jeans. I wear lately. I wear joggers five to one, but I still wear jeans now and then. Wouldn't you say, though? And I mean, I'm I'll try to wear sweatpants for the rest of my life. Isn't that giving up too? you know, Pennsylvania is the number one uh, <laughs> seller of sweatpants. I, I'm not even kidding. And within Pennsylvania, Philadelphia is the number one city 
in the world to wear sweatpants and, and purchase sweatpants. So here we don't look down on sweatpants. We actually like sweatpants. We buy like real expensive, like our sweatpants that we buy here are way more than our jeans. You know, we'll buy like the eighteen ninety nine jeans and then the $65 sweatpants here. So not here. Other places do look down on sweatpants though. You are insane. Not as true. The number I know one how you, purchasers I know of sweatpants. How you are. I know how you are, and there's a very good chance you just made that up off the top of your head. That that is possible, but I, that's a true one. If you Google it at your leisure, you're going to be very entertained. Philadelphia and Pennsylvania in general, number one purchasers of sweatpants, number one producers of pretzels. Uh, we do a lot of cool things here. Pretzels and sweatpants, that's, that's a good night right there. You know what I mean? I can't what? find th- this uh, company, so we got to let it go. We'll let the, we'll let that go. But we said Vans, we said Crocs, we said je- you said jeans. We didn't agree on that one. Oh, you didn't agree on the Vans either. But Crocs, I, lo- I like Vans a lot. It's the company that did it for me. I don't like that. Company. Okay, what? Yeah, what was this? What's your what's your beef? I told this story before when uh, we were booked to play uh, Walter's show, which is a show that's Vans sponsors. Oh. And, uh, and uh, yeah, you told me. Yeah, I know and, this story. And we played a show in uh, at, at that park in New York City, Thompson Square Park, and it was controversial. And Vans uh, canceled us on the show. So Rebellious you feel Vans like- canceled a hardcore band for playing outside. <laughs> I mean, come on. What kind of pussy move? Any people from Vans, are you listening? Don't you see how goofy that was? Come on. Grow a set of balls. Up to that point, were Vans thumbs up? In well, your- I didn't really wear them, but I didn't. I never wore them because I didn't find them. I had a pair in the past, a pair or two, but I never found them to be really comfortable. I'm like a Nike. It has to always be Nike. And uh, so I didn't, but I didn't dislike them. You know what I mean? But now when I see him, I just grind my teeth. I spit on the ground. I just get mad. But uh, yeah, so before, you could before be before that. I was cool with it. You could be in the controversy. I can't even say it. You're a controversial figure yourself. Not at all. Very mainstream. You played a controversial book. show. You it was at it. the time. I think, you know, of course it died out. But at the time it, it people. Yeah. At the time, I guess it was very controversial. We were ridiculed we were cursed at we were banned from certain places we were called names racist homophobes transphobes i'm not sure how this played into anything about the show but yeah we caught some heat that internet's a wild place see this is why i you know of course i waste some of my time on instagram and post things and make myself look cooler than i am but I, I, dude, I try to stay away. It's just an evil place. I do like debating on the internet, though. I have fun with it. So, yeah, I don't do anything like that. How far are you from New York City? Uh, maybe seven hours. Oh, seven hours, maybe. I was going to say there's a redo of that park show, April 23rd, Thompson Square Park. Same lineup with one additional band, Burn. And, uh, say the date again. April 20th, Saturday, April 23rd. That might be when Terror's in California. Figures. See, what the fuck, yo? Why would you book California the same date as that? Why are you trying to ruin our... 
Oh, the show that we already announced that we had no idea about the show. Yeah. Well, it's a on, on the other side of the country. <laughs> You're actually playing that same day. You got some nerve, man. I'm not sure. It might be the next weekend. I can't keep these dates straight. But not seven hours is too far anyway. I was thinking maybe it was like two or three. I don't know. Because I'm close to New York. I'm more of a New York guy than you. I'm I can get there in 10 minutes. That's not true. No, that's not true. I wish it'd be easier for work. But uh any other crappy products that we don't wear, we can't stand. Um what else is there? Uh oh, those tight ass jeans, right? That people wear now, them tight motherfuckers. I mean, you don't wear jeans in general, but uh, anything also like a pants with a lot of like zippers and like. See, I do like my parachute pants. I do still like those. No, you oh. don't. I wear them on occasion. But I used to have them an, back in the day. Another thing like jeans with like several already put in rips. That's a little weird to me. Yeah, that's goofy. That's goofy. The pre-ripped jeans. Ha <laughs> ha. I like it when the, when the, the broads rock it nice and stylish, but when the dude does it, come on, homie. I'm not with either. I'm not with females either. It yeah, makes no sense it off, to me. If they could pull it off. I it mean, come on. What do you want everybody to me. Your earth tones and perfectly fit clothes that we all look like uh, we're, we're background cast in Star Trek. Like, is that how you want everybody to dress? Come your on. favorite show, Star Trek? Yes, I do. But you know how to dress in the background. Everybody got the same color on. It's just a bland fit. Oh. If you're fully defending going out and buying a pair of clothing with rips all over it, sure. Go for it. I'm not defending it. I'm just saying if a girl wants to be stylish and it includes some rips and slashes in the pants, then okay. You know, I don't I don't judge I mean, this is like you. This is all subject to debate because some of the things we're naming are people's favorite looks. 100%. And so, some of the things are practical and needed and serve a different purpose. But this is just me on my eyes. When I see certain things, I'm like, not for me. Oh, you know what else? I hate those those hats that like Irish dudes would always wear. Like, you know what I'm talking about? They have like the. Like, a, it's what we call a Finn McCool because Jordan Poshner would wear one. Maybe like, a, you know, like it would the, be like a, the, the top snaps together. Yes. The, yeah. We call that a Finn McCool in the terror world because oh, nice. Jor- Jordan rock those sometimes. Don't ever let him wear that in a picture, in a band photo. Never. Can anyone pull it off? I mean, it's, some dudes look normal in it, but if you're under 75, you don't look <laughs> normal in it to me. You know what I mean? You got to kind of be in a wheelchair and 75 plus. You got to like you have to have a bunch of like medals from some war on your chest. You know, like but, Mickey, Mickey from Rocky. He can wear one. He could probably wear one, but he would have a yarmulke. He was Jewish. He wouldn't wear that one. But, uh, <laughs> yo, is Chris Link officially in terror? Yes. Now, that's a cool dude. That's a cool dude. He's got it down. He's got the look down. He's got the stage presence. got the vibe. Now he's got the hair. And I do think he should cut the hair, though. What do you think? He's got the tats, too. He's got really nice guys. T- well, I was almost going to say something, but I bit my tongue. But since you brought this up, I'll just say this. And this is just another wild thing for me. And this is male, female. I'm, and this is like, once I say this, it's obvious because I've had the same haircut for like 40 years. Long hair on people. It, I just am so into short hair. 
It's yeah. for practical and look reasons, whether it's male or female. Obviously, some people pull it off well. But to, for me, like you said, I want everyone to wear plain clothes and earth tones. Everyone in my crazy world also has short hair. You know what? I'm with you in that. I, I don't, And especially if you're in a hardcore band, you should not have long hair. Like, I just, I don't think you should anyway. So Saab from Marauder was wrong the whole time. He was wrong. I mean, you could do it if you want, <laughs> but it's like that was the other people. They had the long hair. These metal dudes, they have long hair. That was the division at first. This is no, no, we do it like this. So now so when Link, the next terror show Link rolls up to, he better have that head shave. Well, he won. I mean, people are free to do what they like, but I will say something to him. I will scold him. I will say I'm disappointed that he's uh, turned his back on our culture. And uh, there, there is something very fucking cool about, and it's almost impossible to see these days when a whole fucking hardcore band has their head shaved. Whole, yes, that's, that's a, what I'm talking about. It's a hard look. Yeah, man. Or at least like, you know, just real high and tights, you know, let me see some skin, you know, like, but uh, the long hair, that's for the other people. We don't want to mess <laughs> with those other people. The other people. <laughs> What's that? The metal genre? Yeah, the metal people, the others. Well, well, I don't have this problem, and at this point, I don't know how much hair I could grow anymore. So, no, you when, wouldn't do when, that anyway. You're very true to the cultural uh, look of hardcore. Very. True I'm trying, trying, my friend. We give you props for that. All right, we did. I think we did three apiece. So let's see where we're at. Did we do? Did you give me three? I, I gave you three. I got two left. I, I rolled my list up. Oh shit! So was is it my turn? I no, I, that was my fourth. Okay, clothes you won't wear. So, so here's, you're my, on here's my fourth. Okay, okay. Well, I'm going to save this one for last because this one will get you. This is a oh, both are related to the scene, so you're more comfortable with that. What subdivision of hardcore in your mind is cornier, Krishna or Straight Edge? <laughs> You're just trying to get hate out of me. <laughs> well, you you know, you, what, what, I mean, if you don't want to use the word corny or you could use a different word. Give me a different word because I don't know. Which one is more important to the scene? The subdivision we know is Krishna or the subdivision we know is straight edge. Let, let me speak on both of them. How's that? Begin. Straight edge which I've never been contrary to my big ex youth of today tattoo that Richie thinks I had at one point in my life is I think an amazing thing and has done great things for people. And I think I've met some straight edge people like yourself that are, you know, very open to people around them, not being straight edge you keep it to a personal choice and are very cool about other people's personal choices. But throughout the years, you do run into people that are a little bit over the top about it, preachy about it. And it seems those people may be the first to turn their backs on what they speak about the most and maybe give it a bad name. Mm. And from an outside perspective, you know, someone that's been right next to straight edge for decades, the sad reality is 
nine out of 10 fall. But it's made some incredible music, some of the greatest music. Mm. And, you know, not just take it at, at its essence. Not doing drugs, not drinking. Those are very important things. The, those are very positive things. Um, that third rule, that's a tricky one. This is, this is a debate for maybe straight edge people to have because I don't really have a leg in this, a fight, a leg in this fight. Is that the right term? But it was always strange to me that I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't fuck. And I think that was being maybe promiscuous sex was mm. what that meant. And, uh, you know, we've all seen some straight edge people that are some dirty dogs. So it, it was kind of overlooked. But, uh, yeah, that's my analysis of straight edge. Mm -hmm. Oh, now by the, the way, it's, it's a dog in this fight, not leg in this fight. Okay. I don't have a dog. I don't have a dirty dog in this fight. No problem. Krishna was a little bit different that, uh, that really, you know, maybe the, the early exposures was antidote. Maybe the, the first one to bring it in that's before my time. When I first got into hardcore, I guess the Cro-Mags were pushing Krishna, but it really, really hit with shelter. And when, you know, Capo had the scene in the palm of his hands with youth to today and everyone was straight edge. And then it kind everyone, but me, and then it kind of went wild when he went Krishna and it really like, you know, for better or for worse, when hardcore has a trend, a lot of people jump on it. And uh, yeah, that's just a strange one. I don't, I don't know enough about enough to speak about it. But from my limited knowledge, you know, it already has this, even outside of the hardcore realm, has this like culty reputation. Mm. Um, but I think too, at the, at the, you know, I'm not one of these like religion is the devil. I think, I think like anything, like if you seek any religion, and you use it and it helps you be a better person. It helps you stay mentally grounded in this fucking crazy world. That's a good thing. But if it, you go over, maybe with straight edge too, if you go overboard and you take it to a level where you are obsessed with it and anyone that isn't a part of it is terrible and stuff like that. So I don't know. I, I know from personal experience, I knew some people that went Krishna right when that thing hit and I was like smoking weed and being me and drinking and they looked at me differently. That always rubbed me a little wrong. Like I was a huge, yeah, I was a huge shelter fan. Um, I thought that I still think the early shelter stuff is fucking amazing. Um, but then they too got kind of weird and it was always a little weird to see shelter being this, forerunner of krishna but then on a major label and you know like i booked a show for shelter early one of maybe not their first show in buffalo maybe their second and they were very money they wanted to know about every single dollar which mm. was a little weird but you know i see all sides of it 
I guess if they drew the people and the money came through the door, that was their money. But I was like a fucking 20 year old kid being like, why are these Krishnas squeezing every dollar out of the door? It was, it was all just kind of weird, but I guess both of them at the essence are to keep you away from the, the filth and the madness of the world. But if you go in too deep, it maybe it becomes the madness of your world. I like these t- turn it around at the end. <laughs> he did a spin at the end. I don't think straight at uh, if if you you say corny, I guess I'll go with Krishna. It's a little more corny because the robes and the the stuff on your face and the chanting that could be a little corny, the but bad haircuts. There's some corny straight edge bands too, but I wouldn't say both of them are corny. I'd say both of them serve look to serve a good purpose, but human beings are fucked up. So they take everything and twist it and, and ruin it. Mm. Fair enough. You again, you did your political moves. I liked it. I appreciate it. You're a great <laughs> dancer. You danced around just, what you really want. I to said 95% of hardcore straight edge kids sell out and shelter wanted money. What can I do? <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. Did you have, what do you, how do you feel when youth of today plays and you see youth of today and it's, you know, cool. And then shelter plays not too long later. And then the, the singer shows up in a costume like that. Like, uh, like, does it bother you at all? Or you don't think none of it. It bothers me. So I, what do you think? Yeah, it's weird. I mean, this the same thing, like I said, with Dwid, like every time Integrity came to Buffalo, he had a different look, but at least his looks were all always kind of scumbag related. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, there was a time when I was really judgmental, but at this point, I'm just like, you got to let people live their lives. They just see things differently. Obviously when you see someone and they're like on a different trend every couple of years and they have a different look and they jump from lifestyle to lifestyle, it's an indication that they're a little bit lost and insecure. But what does it say about me that I have the same fucking exact look for the last 40 years? Maybe that means that I'm just mentally ill, but that's okay. (laughs) Right. So who am I to fucking shame anyone? Well, I don't want to shame. I'm just saying like when I, if I see, okay, if I go see Guar, okay. And I see them backstage and are eating and they look normal and then they come out on stage, they got their outfits on. I don't think twice that's their gimmick. But when you come from the hardcore scene, I don't expect a gimmick. You know, I don't, I don't appreciate a gimmick like I would somewhere else. So when they come out in the, in the shelter uniforms, I feel like, ah, it's a gimmick. Like this is their gimmick now because, or one of them is youth of today. Look is a gimmick. I I see what you're saying. Like they'll play. This is hardcore two nights in a row and have a different uniform on. Yeah, each night. Like if you're yes, a Christian okay. and that's your lifestyle, okay. like why aren't you looking like that during the Youth of Today show? I don't get it. You know, right. like it, it just now you dress up. Now you, you now you're even the personality is like different. Like you know, I don't know. Now he's a guru. This and that. Like, what are you? Because I don't want any gimmicks when it comes to hardcore. Maybe you could argue Shelter's not a hardcore band, but hardcore is 
the reason that band exists. That's the only people they play for. They don't play for people outside the hardcore scene. Nobody knows of them like that or cares. So they should respect the culture. And this culture is to be yourself on stage and not in a costume, in my opinion, you know, unless you got a gimmick, bad luck 13 and we expect it, blah, 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 something like that. But I don't know. Cause I, I like what the guy says, but that, that bothers me. It's like a contradiction, you know, when shelter hit fully and they would roll up to a show and have a, a busload of Krishna's, with the robes and the paint and they're selling and they're going yama, 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 yama. And books and playing with the symbols. And when it was a whole thing that was, uh, you know, I could see angles where people are, are a little turned off by that, but that was kind of fucking cool. And it was a, spe- a spectacle. And I think it was real. Now I see what you're saying. Now those people maybe are still involved in that, but don't live it like that. But then when they get on stage, they maybe put the quote unquote costume on. I see where that's weird, but maybe they, I don't, I don't know. I Richie, you know me, I'm, I'm not like that. So I can't speak for them. Have them on, talk it out. No. Yeah. I mean, I could be wrong about everything, but, like when you said it was cool when they did that, but that's when they did that. They were sheltered right. and they were and they're that. living. Yeah, they were that the 24 temples. hours a day. They weren't like, okay, th- I'm performing with this tonight. Now I'm performing with that. And yeah, you, know, you know what? I, maybe I'm off base. You know, I'm sure people will give me heat. I always get heat, but it just, I don't know. That the Let culture is question. to be authentic. Which one Let me it? ask this you a one. question. Begin, begin. Yes. This is something that is this I'm, an official number five question or no? This no, this is, is okay. this is a building. Why do you think that it is? Okay, now you're you're a, a stronghold of straight edge. Now, now I just described you. You're the fine. Strongest. With, you're fine with sitting next to someone doing a fucking line of cocaine that is that has never sold out. You like say, live your life, take care of yourself, but live your life. But at the same time, you take it very personal when someone sells out. Would you say that's sort of correct? What I just said, I think I play it up a little bit. Like, you know, okay. I kind of, okay. I, I kind of get excited when somebody sells out because I want to be the last one. I want to be the last one left. <laughs> okay. You know? But why, why is it? Let's just take youth to today because they came up very often on this okay why is it youth of today plays a show tomorrow in philadelphia yes it is widely known that a few members of the band are no longer straight edge mm-hmm. why will straight edge kids rejoice in the lyrics and still hold them at such a high place instead of saying you turn i'm not saying i don't know which one is right or which one is wrong mm-hmm. but from what i've seen straight edge kids will still partake and and uh shut out the fact that these people are no longer straight edge ha- uh, at least part of the band and have a set as if they are still straight edge and why is that they're not wearing a costume but internally they are not is forthcoming as should be maybe well it's basically like they're going to church 
and they're hearing the gospel and they're disregarding you know they're disregarding who is the preacher kind of you know the and, band the band is the preacher the gospels are the original lyrics that meant something and were true at one time and then these you know the straight edge uh people who are straight edge that enjoy this I me mean, i wouldn't partake i wouldn't be interested in seeing any straight edge band that sold out and uh i remember when judge first came back i was in new york hanging out and uh Black and Blue was doing their show. We all would hang out in front. And uh, he just said, hey, Richie, come in and, and talk on the mic. Are you excited for Judge? And I was like, ah, I don't know, man. Did they, are they sellouts? And then I think it was Cuz, he, Cuz who does the show. He's like, nah, who cares what kind of money they might be getting? I'm like, no, no, no. I mean, like straight edge sellouts. Are they straight edge sellouts? If they are, I'm not interested. And then the next day on I think it was Facebook. I got a message from Mike judge and he said, I heard you on the radio last night. I never met the dude. And, uh, but I love judge. And he said, uh, yo, it, it, you know, if it means anything, I don't smoke, I don't drink. And I didn't sell out. And I was like, respect, you know, then I, now I can enjoy, you know what I mean? But, uh, I don't know why other people could look the other way, but, I can't, you know, fault them for enjoying because I know how important youth of today was. You know what I mean? Whether I felt it or not, I felt other bands hit me like, like youth of today hit other people. So, you know, I can't really take away their relevance or important importance. Probably one of the most important bands in hardcore history, at least in the top five, top 10. Right. So uh, I can't really say anything, but I wouldn't partake in it. Like, I don't get excited for a Youth of Today show. I don't sing along. I don't even really watch, you know. I really liked your, they're hearing the gospel. That was, that was nice. That's what it is. I mean, they're, they're you know, same with Earth Crisis. It's it's like, a, it's, a, it's one of the books in the gospel of straight edge, you know. Carl 1-1, one, one, Ray 3-6. You know, like, and there's, there's the lyrics, there's a certain lines and other bands are in the mix. I remember when Bold came back around and I heard they weren't straight edge. We were supposed to play with them and uh, I didn't even want to play with them. I said, nah, fuck those dudes. I don't know. They sold out, you know, and it, you know, they had like one killer song and now just what are they playing it for? But people wanted to hear it. You know, yes. what can I say? What can I say? It's a cold world. Straight edge is used and abused. It's basically straight edge is what being a samurai was back in the day it's on that level there's very few true samurais there's very few true straight edge warriors and uh the true samurai sees the false samurai the true straight edge sees the false straight edge and it's not up to us to expose them but it's up to us to show them the door if you understand because wow. eventually they exit Thank God I knew I was a drunk from the start. Samurai son. <laughs> People don't like when I use that comparison. Okay, so that wasn't even your official question. Damn, we got sidetracked. What question? You have long. one left, right? We're on an hour and a half. You got one left? Right. Yes. This is, a, this is a tough one, but it's it's just a... Okay. Who started, me or you? 
Me. So this is my five, and then you got a five, right? Yep, I got one left. You're right. Okay. What do you got? What do you got? You can pick one record. It could be any genre, anything. Mm-hmm. That sums up who you are. We People like us and hardcore, the scene, it's more than music. It's about everything. So you can pick one record to sum up Richie. Your mindset, the way you carry yourself, your aura, who you are on planet Earth. That record would be. Hmm. Madball, hold it down. Ooh. I thought it was going to take you a while. I was going over a list of lyrics in my head as you were saying that from, from typo negative to Guns N' Roses to ACDC to Madball and then hold it down, stopped. A couple key phrases kicked in. And I said, that's it. That's the textbook. That's, this, is, this is the uh, university degree. This is the doctorate of hardcore for me. This is the most relatable in that sense. Maybe not the record I would listen to the most, you know, when it comes to like, you know, I like some fantasy shit. Like I said, typo negative. October Rust popped in my head. But am I a vampire? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? But do I like hearing about it? Yeah. Blood Moon. I hate the morning. I love that record. But when it comes to reality and relatable words, stuff that I agree with. Yeah, that's probably the record. Hold it down, Madball, for me. It's a very good choice. How about for you? I don't know. It would take me much longer. You don't know. When you had the question, Ma- I figured you had some fuel. I didn't. When I was asking, I was like, oh, my God, this is a hard one. But, I mean, it is hard. A, a, a Madball record you can't go wrong with. That's a that's a very great choice. Yeah. Especially you you're thinking the vibe of the lyrics, how they're talking about life. Yeah, when you, you know, the way you described it, it was more than a record that I like. What's the record you would, if you only had one to listen to forever? You know, when you were saying, I felt like you were asking, what is the most relatable? Right. So, yes. Yeah, that, that would be it. I think it's a great choice. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to echo your sentiment. If we talk much longer, maybe I would veer off to something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, Mabel's one of the greatest ever. So. I'm going to give you, since you got nothing, this is the last question. And this question, really, I can't answer this one because this is strictly about terror. Okay. Okay. Wait. Okay. So I just got ridiculed for not answering, but now you just come out and say you can't answer. I cool. Well, Go I ahead. guess if you switch this question around, I could, but the way it's phrased. Exactly. So no, you could answer your question. You'll see in a second. This is another choice like I gave before with the 20 years. Choose between this. <laughs> Terror continues as is. What will be, will be. Or Terror's income doubles from its highest Ooh. point in the band's career, but you can only play shows with a barrier. Which one do you choose? Uh, I'm quick to go with let let it be as be, but let me think it through one more time. Think it through, so baby. Things are just the way it is. Yeah, maybe you get 
you maybe you blow up tomorrow and post Malone plays your video and you go on tour with him and then you Cho- it's, all, it's all gravy. Or choice two is we only play shows with barricades, but every show we play is now double what it would have been. Double if the highest, like let's say 2018 nah. was nah. the highest income you ever had. Nah. Now it's getting doubled from that highest point. But I'm, all these shows have I'm, barriers. I'm sticking with the I nah. I'm good. No barriers. I mean, I, nah. I mean, we play shows with barricades once in a while, you know, yeah, not yeah. once in a while, semi often, but I'm not, you know, if if my mindset was to make sure terror makes the most money and to uh, that that was the goal, then we would have done a million things different. We 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 steer the ship in a direction that comes from the heart and has some sort of uh soul I'm not taking the soulless route to get some money. We would have changed a long time ago if that was the route. Okay. How about if Terror's guarantee was consistently per show, 20K per show, no matter where, no matter when, but always barriers? Don't answer. Don't even answer. Don't answer. It's a, it's I like the original answer. Don't kill it. That's a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> because when you, you could have went the route and be like, yeah, fuck it. I'll do it. And I still fuck it. When I want to get bananas, I'll buried alive is going to book some shows. You could have went that route, but, but Tara has no. to do those shows. You know what? To this day, remember when Luke was supposed to every night, Luke was singing that one part of the Tara song. Spit, spit my rage. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, spit my rage. And then that, he lost his phone or something. Remember that? And it was the last show of the tour at that big festival. And he wasn't there to sing his part. (laughs) And you did it, right? And I did. He still to this day thinks I didn't do it. That was at, um, in Spain, right? Um, I don't know where it was. It was dope. What was that fest called? And yo, my voice was like, yo, I was like, damn, man. (laughs) Sound like Sepultura and shit up. Cause I never hear my voice come out of the monitors like that. You guys got it. Nice. What the fuck was that fest called? Why was it? Uh, I don't think it's it was Spain. Spain. I don't think. Uh, oh, was it? Um, it starts with R. Resurrection was a resurrection. Yes, fest? yes, yes, yes. It was. That's what I was thinking. Yo, that's a big festival. That shit. When we cool. were driving there, our bus got pulled over. Remember, they searched the whole bus. Yeah, it was fucking rats. Right after that, then we go to England. Like we kind of like was that the same tour or no? That was a different no that. Tour. That was persistence tour. We did. We played for many, many people, and then the next day we played for not so many people. <laughs> persistence. That's what. It, no, it was still good. It was still dope. You know, like when was that made tour that Mushmouth did with Terror? What year? Do you remember what year that was? Yeah, that was the year you didn't talk to me. No, I didn't talk to nobody. If I didn't know somebody, I was like, I don't, I don't fuck with these motherfuckers. Who's this motherfucker just popping up like this? You that know? was like <laughs> two thousand and five, maybe. Oh, was it? Wow. Damn, we've been hitting rows since 2005, my man. Who Let's knew? Let's do it. Yeah, maybe some more in the future. But, yo, good. now you see why I couldn't answer that particular question. But that well, was, I, uh, think you, I liked your you response. Could tw- you could twist it somehow, but I think you'd have this. I know how you are. You've said uh, several times that you only tour with bands you're friends with. So that says you're not going to take the money to do some corny shit you're gonna you're gonna do what makes your 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 heart happy 
That's true. That's true. I'm a, I'm a, I'm not in it like you guys. You guys are the real road warriors out there doing the real shit, and I respect it. It's not easy for people that think that shit is easy. These guys hitting the road like they do night after night, day after day, drive after drive. They're like, oh, tomorrow's great. We only have an 11-hour drive. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Let me jump off this fucking bridge. So, so from what you said, Wisdom and Chains has another show booked. Yeah, we have uh, we have a show booked April 23rd, Thompson Square, New York. That it's basically a remake of that last show that was there that had the controversy that we talked about earlier in the episode. It's kind of like an in your face kind of vibe for the promoter who was accused of not having the permits, ripping people off, all this bullshit. So he kind of wants to show I did everything legit the first time around. That's why I'm allowed to do this again. This is the middle of Manhattan. You can't just pop up here and do this. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I followed the rules the first time. I don't know why I got heat. And this is this is a remake of that just to show, hey, we're having fun out here. Nobody's getting hurt. Everything's legit. Don't fucking judge. That's all. That's all. But, yeah, we got that show. We'll play. You know, Wisdom will probably pop up, play here and there. If we get an offer, I pass it to the guys. If they want to do it, we do it. You know, kind of like that vibe. When's the first Z9 show? I doubt we'll ever play Z9, but I'm in the middle of uh, writing a lot of and recording right now. A lot of stuff, new stuff out. Got some good feedback off the last stuff. It was a little different than what to expect, but, you know. So it's not going to be a live show ever? I doubt it. It's like it's only three of us, and it's like uh, definitely would at least need another guitar player. I don't know if I could sing and play this stuff live. You know what I mean? That's a little studio trick. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But uh, I we just basically, when Wisdom slowed down as far as writing, myself, Crazy Luke, Evan, we are, we're Can't stop, won't stop. Can't, yeah, we have to. It's like That's you a, can't. It's yeah. a Madball lyric. I, I'm sure you don't know it. I never heard that one. What is it? <laughs> stop, won't, can't. But uh. Yeah, we got to, you know, like, yo, you get, you could talk shit and say, I'm not done with it. You want to write that next song. You know, you want to go in the studio, see how you get it, see how it feels. And for some people, they got to play live. But with this band, we don't really have that itch. You know, if we want to scratch the itch of playing live, maybe we'll do a wisdom show here and there until, you know, maybe we'll write some stuff with wisdom. Basically, you know, who knows? It's up in the air. It's a roll of the dice, baby. A spin of the wheel. Well, I've tried to get you in terror like 13 times and you say no every Never. time. So now you're trying to get me on bass. Do I look like a bass player to you? I gotta be the lead guitar player. Get you on vocals. Fuck bass. Listen, listen, listen. I'm in terror. You gotta let me do some leads. All right. What if I'm in terror, who are you getting rid of? Vogel. Okay, no. Well, you gotta get Vogel. rid of one of the guitar players okay no nope, the canadian nope. or the california one of them's got to go whatever one goes though that's Neither fine them are going. but Vogel listen goes. when i come in one of them's gone and they the guy who stays got to stand behind me all right he can't be ahead of me if i back up he's got to back up but he's always got to be behind me and then like 15 years of of <laughs> seniority gets right down the right down the drain yeah nah, no no like terror is is top notch right now in my opinion your greatest release was your last record okay and i've been following terror for years now i was lucky enough to analyze this latest release 
that is not out yet. When I say the greatest release is the one that's out already. Now I'm lucky enough to analyze the one that's coming out. And I'm a little confused. Is this going to beat that one? What kind of band has this time in the game and is beating their best efforts with their newest material? So this is a, it's a big deal. And uh, for those that don't know, we hinted it in the beginning of the podcast. We're going to do something very special for the terror release coinciding with some other podcast, two other ones. So three podcasts together discussing details about the new album, the, the artwork, the lyrics, everything with, with Scott Vogels coming out soon. It'll be in three different parts, three different podcasts. We're looking forward to it. A little hint. You know, they'll see more when it comes. I shouldn't even have mentioned it. I hope Vitalo doesn't get mad. Nah. I'm going to get an email it's, tonight. Deals it's going to be great. Yeah, deal. <laughs> we signed some contracts. It's going to be great, my friend. It's going to be great. Yo, we said, Vitalo, you listening? We sent you an offer for Turnstile for Halloween Jam. Come on, man. Tell those guys to play. They play FY this, FY that. They're doing everything. Do, do some with us. What's the deal? This is PA. Show some respect. We got the Fazuls. We'll do what we got to do. Come on, Vitalo. Please mm. stop talking to my friend Jimmy like that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, he's a good dude. I like He's a Paisan. So. <laughs> Did he move to California? Yeah, like 10 years ago. Come yeah, on, bro. I wish I made moves like that, man. See, I stuck in this stupid-ass construction union. I'm oh, half dead now. I should have went to California. I could have been an actor. I could have been doing stuff with Leonardo DiCaprio or whoever. Ugh. You're insane. I made I made mistakes. All right, you love, listen. We did a good good thing. We had a fun time. The people wanted this. They got it seven months later. And uh, I'm going to talk to you soon. All right, homie? Anything you got to add? Uh No. It was great talking to you again. You're one of my favorite people, and we'll talk soon. My man. All right, have a good night. Peace. Peace. Thanks a lot for listening. We really appreciate it. Post-America Podcast will always be there for you. Don't forget that. Tune in next time for more fun with the boys. Until then... Get your fucking ass out of here before I give you a smack, motherfucker! Who the fuck you think you in? This is post-America! You ain't shit, motherfucker!